0: Kings, it's so good to be back. I'm very sorry, honestly, that it took so long. So much has taken place here recently, mainly me starting a business, but we'll get into that another time. I actually had an entirely different subject that I wanted to cover today, but I feel led to get into a more truly foundational topic. What we'll begin to talk about today can affect the very potential of what God wants to do in your life. So stay tuned as we dig into the essential topic of good ground. You know, it it started years ago. This slow dawning of a revelation that would shed light on a path that would eventually lead me here. Nowhere near my final destination, but at a place where I'm increasingly both understanding and valuing the details in my walk with Christ. Years ago, I remember watching an amazing T.D. Jake sermon. And as the crowd and the camera zoomed out, I saw the sea of people who were also enthusiastic and amazed at what was being shared as usual. And I thought to myself, you know what? There are so many great preachers out there who are sharing such great and amazing messages from God that you would think that those congregations would just be overwhelmingly exceptional in their everyday lives. But for one reason or another, that doesn't always seem to be the case. This led me to question, well, What exactly was the disconnect from the pew to the parking lot? And how can our outcomes seem so minor, all while serving a God that can do so much with faith the size of a mustard seed? Good questions, but through the scriptures that the Holy Spirit would lead me to, I realized that there was more to unpack than what meets the eye. Now a lot of us are at least somewhat familiar with the parable of the sower in Matthew 13 In the sower, his seed fell on various types of ground, some by the wayside, some on stony ground, others on thorny ground, and of course also on good ground. And as the Holy Spirit would unpack those scriptures, a few things stuck out. One in this example, Nothing was wrong with the seed. Still, the success or failure of the seed was based on the environment and type of ground that it fell on. Now, we've seen examples of this elsewhere in Scripture where the word wasn't received, like in Matthew 10 and 14, where Jesus literally tells his disciples to dust off their feet And continue on or in mark 7 verse 13 where the people were making the word of god of non-effect because of their tradition you see our traditions or unwillingness to receive can abort the seed god is trying to place in our lives the seed or the message alone even though it's of god does not necessarily determine its success Wow. And the second thing that stuck out to me was that the ground was what the ground was before the seed ever encountered it. If it was good ground, it was already good ground. If it was stony ground, then it was already stony ground, etc. This precondition of the ground was the determining factor. And that's interesting because I would have thought that it would be something like only when and until God's seed or God's word hit the ground, that that the change would come And But that that's not what's reflected in this parable. And so with that said. Number three. Is that the preparation of the ground? Is in large part our responsibility we decide what type of ground we'll be. And sometimes being good ground involves more than just saying, I'm going to be good ground. More often than not, it takes work. Work to become good ground and work to maintain good ground. And I pray that this becomes a greater focus in our churches and in the body of Christ. Because so much of God's word does not even reach its potential in our lives, because what to do with it or how to prepare ourselves to receive it is rarely taught or emphasized. And I'm sure that part of the difference in the condition of various grounds is the work that you put in it. Removing things like weeds and rocks and thorns and breaking up the ground watering the ground, etc. More on that later. But the better we are at the groundskeeping, the more effectively the seed can operate in us. All of this also becomes important because the differences of grounds can have different and various impacts on us. And these impacts can affect us personally and can even affect those around us. I imagine that the potential impact of being as the ground, which was by the wayside, which represents those without an understanding of the word, can lead to one leaning to their own understanding and potentially influencing others with a warped teaching or philosophy of scriptures. For the stony ground, which are those of us that hear the word and even receive it with joy, The impact of holding on to those teachings conditionally until times get hard and going through this cycle repeatedly, I'd imagine it would lead one to question, is there anything to this God thing? And if so, is it meant for me? Sure, they may still show up to church on Sundays, even dance and shout, praise and worship, huck and buck. All the while inside, they may be losing hope in a way that's disguised by the traditions that they keep. And for unbelievers who observe the cycle of stony grounders, they may get discouraged, saying, well, what's the use? While thorny grounders, which are those of us who allow the cares of this world, distractions, and superficial pleasures... We may also find ourselves in an environment or involved in activities that come at the cost of what God wants to do in us. And denying this exchange can subtly contribute to a lukewarm experience. And as a side note, I believe that we're not all just one specific type of ground totally, but rather that we can be either of these types of grounds depending on the topic. And when you think about the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, you realize that there were all different types of ground on that plot of land. And so it can be with us. The same person that can be as a tither, good ground, can in the area of forgiveness, be bad ground. And the same with prayer, they can be in good ground. Whereas being willing to stand on what God says versus what society says, thorny ground. The fact is that some parts of God's word we receive better than others. And to be honest, some parts of God's word we can be influenced out of thorny ground. Kings, this is a very, very important message. So let's take a break to meditate, to mull over what God is trying to share with us. And in our next episode, we'll dig a little deeper on this topic of good ground. Kings, it is so good to be back. And I hope that you'll be back for part two of this good ground message where we go in On what exactly good ground is, how I'm learning to cultivate good ground, and what's helped me through my seasons of inconsistency. All that and more on the Counselor of Kings podcast.